Welcome to episode 12 of the Transforma to Inglés Profesional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today, I will be talking with Alistair, an amazing coach from my team, all about why can you repeat that please is not an ideal expression to use in meetings, seven alternatives that work much, much better, the importance of the verb to clarify, why reformulation is so important, and finally, a little bit of listener feedback. This podcast is aimed at helping you push your business communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi everyone. Today what we're going to be talking about is the whole idea of meetings and in particular uh, the idea of trying to understand as much as you can in meetings. Now from time to time what happens is that you might be trying to listen to someone but you don't quite catch or you don't quite understand exactly what they're saying. And there at these moments it's important to try to clarify exactly what the person is trying to express to you and so what we're going to do today is kind of think about different types of expressions that you can potentially use so as usual Alistair is here with me hi Alistair hi good morning how are you I'm fine fine how are you yeah great thanks Great. Yeah, so essentially what happens in many cases is that people sort of revert to this expression, can you repeat that please, right? That is often yeah. the, the standard expression. And if we say that too often, then it can seem somewhat repetitive, right? And so that's why it's good to have some alternatives. Yeah, you need to expand your vocabulary, have a few more expressions, not to keep repeating, can you repeat that? Exactly. And I think native speakers, we were talking about this before we started recording, probably native speakers don't really say, can you repeat that? Although if you say it, it's perfectly okay. It's not mm. rude, but mm. it doesn't sound that natural perhaps. So there's some other phrases I think a native speaker would be more inclined to use, I think, or just not to for repetition to keep using the same phrase. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think if I was in that situation of trying to gain more understanding in a meeting, I don't think I would actually use that expression. Can you repeat that, please? It's, it doesn't come very naturally. It might come, there might be some sort of Spanish influence there in terms of the Spanish language influencing, mm. no? because repetir is kind of like something that is, is, a, is a verb that's used quite often in Spanish. So I don't know whether maybe that is the, the reason why lots of Spanish speakers Probably. sort of are attracted to that repeat please i'm not sure but could be um, but it's yeah. more obvious or easier thing and the verb is very repeat repetir so yeah it's probably yeah. easier to remember and to say for a for a not for a spanish speaker or non-native speaker and just to clarify that you said about to catch something in a meeting obviously catch people will understand the 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 obvious meaning of catch as in to catch a ball. Somebody mm. throws something to you like a ball and you catch it. So it's atrapar. Yeah. And also coger in the sense of to catch or to catch a taxi, catch a train, catch a plane. That's right. Uh, but That's in this right. case, obviously, is to catch in the sense of understand or hear what somebody says to you. No? 
That's right. Yes. And we will be different meaning of the verb to catch. Yes, absolutely. And we will be covering that as we move forward with these different expressions that that Mm -hmm. we have sort of planned, right? But yeah, that is an expression I use right at the beginning. And it's true that there can be some confusion with us Mm. sometimes. So move forward and try to give some examples, right? So so that the people can really try to extend their vocabulary as much as they can. Of course, like this should be in a way an objective in all in all different areas in terms of your sort of language learning process because the more alternatives you have the more comfortable you'll feel and you also just generally sounds much better right when you're not repeating yourself con- con- yeah, continuously exactly. so and it gives an impression of your level of english is obviously higher and you sound better that's if right. you can use a variety of vocabulary no? yeah. and different expressions yeah so let's start with option one or the first alternative let's say to that that common can you repeat that please and we came up with something related to the exact verb that we were talking about just now which is to catch right i didn't Mm -hmm. quite catch that right i didn't quite catch that that's exactly what we we thought would be the first alternative right yeah and that's 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 a very used phrase people use a lot no sorry i didn't and you could say, put sorry. In, in many of these expressions we're going to explain, you can put sorry at the beginning or the end to add extra, I don't know, politeness, if you like. Yeah. So sorry, I, I didn't catch that. Or I didn't quite catch that. Yeah. So I didn't quite understand or hear what you said. Can you? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean that that yeah that's that's it's a it's a nice one and exactly as you said yeah you can you can uh, definitely use the sorry at the at the beginning at the end in many cases. In this one you can actually if you don't like to use the word catch or the verb to catch let's say because it's maybe not within your comfort zone you can also use get all right mm, i didn't quite get that right and uh, certainly that's uh, perfectly possible yeah. as well so yeah. Yeah, I didn't that's a nice get one that. To... Didn't quite get that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Good. All right. Second alternative, Alistair. Well, another one would be, sorry, what did you say? Yes. Again, with the sorry at the beginning, or what did you say? Sorry. Yeah. What did you say? Sorry. Exactly. It's a bit more short and obvious, but it's perfectly acceptable. Instead of repeat, say, what did you say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfectly fine. I think... I think I would use that one definitely without without thinking. I think what what did you say? And definitely again, also you know, sorry at the beginning, at the end. That's yeah. the. Uh, I mean, generally because you have it is a misunderstanding. You're you're kind of like expressing the idea that you haven't quite understood. Is always the sorry is a good is a good approach in terms mm. of making it making it clear that you kind of are, you know, you don't mm. want to stop them continuously. Obviously, but you feel as if yeah. you have to stop them because you didn't. Yeah, quite, you're sort of interrupting yeah. or stopping yeah. them. So, or oh, excuse yeah. me, but I think. We tend to say sorry more than yeah. excuse me. No? Yeah. The third one would be, sorry, what was that? Sorry, what was that? Mm-hmm. Again, um, short, yeah. to the point. Hi there, just a very quick interruption. Hopefully you're able to understand everything in this episode, but if you need a little extra help, then you can download the transcript totally free and read along as we speak. If you're interested, just go to the show notes and find the link. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, to the point. Obviously, also in terms of intonation, it's important that you kind of go up towards the end in terms of the question. Sorry, what was that? And so kind of make it clear that it's a question. That's also very important. Yeah, I think, I again, it's kind of a useful alternative. Similar to, to the others, not very different, but just uh, a, a, a useful alternative. No question about that. Yeah. Yeah, and another one is, well, basically the phrase, could you repeat that? But instead of using the word repeat... Could you say that again, please? Mm, yeah. 
instead of can you repeat that again or repeat again yeah. we don't tend to use that word repeat for some reason so it sounds more natural to say could could you say that again please and obviously the please at the end helps to make it sound more polite no could you yeah. say that again please exactly exactly are you even more polite sorry could you say that again please yeah. So you've got the sorry and the please. <laughs> yeah, this is probably an, an, a, another topic very British, for another. You know, British yeah. people, we, we tend to be very, very, sometimes too polite or excessively yes, yes, polite yes, in yes. our language. Yeah, sorry, please is a very common, yeah, is, is used very yeah. commonly. And if you can get used to using those, especially when you're speaking with, let's say, yeah, I think people in the UK, then definitely uh, use those words without a doubt. And there's there's, no, there's almost, you can't, there's not a situation where you're you using really them too much. You can't really them in, <laughs> no, in British, That's right. In Britain, that's right, yeah. English people know, so, yeah. sorry. Well, British people, we have a reputation for saying sorry all the time about everything for no reason and often <laughs> yeah. somebody bumps into you and in the i don't know in the lift stands on your foot in the lift and you say oh sorry so they <laughs> yeah, should say is... sorry to you because <laughs> yeah. you haven't done anything wrong but you say sorry to them yeah and it's just like an automatic response we have is like automatically oh sorry it's true it's true and talking about that number five is sorry i missed that yeah, mm -hmm. sorry, I I missed that. Mm. Um, again, using that uh, word, sorry, and yeah, perfect. Also, perfectly good alternative to. Yeah, I to missed that. that. Is that I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Number six is I'm not sure I understood what you mean by. Oh no, sorry, it'll be I'm not sure I understand what you mean mm. by. Yes, yes, I'm not sure I understand what you. Or mean if you want by. to put it in the past. Is that, I'm not sure I understood what you meant by yes, that, but that's right. it doesn't really matter if you put it yeah. in past or yeah. present. No, past I'm not, or sure. Present. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I understand what you mean by, and then the word or the expression you didn't understand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a word somebody would use in business sense. No. Yeah. Uh, turnover. Yeah. For just example. to use a word that yeah. somebody talks about the turnover, which is facturación in mm. Spanish. Yeah. And you may not know the word turnover. You say, sorry, I, I, I'm not sure I understand what you mean by turnover. Exactly. What is that exactly? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Yeah. yeah. And the last one that we could think of was, could you clarify that? Mm -hmm. Could you clarify that? Often you would actually start that one with a, a sentence before where you would say, I kind of understood the whole idea of the, I don't know, the tax tax situation in the UK, but could you clarify or something like that? Could you clarify exactly what you meant by that? that type? So clarify in that particular sense is, is very useful. It's kind of like a, to clarify is a verb. It's a very nice one to use, certainly for if you can get into your sort of vocabulary, then that's it's, it's useful yeah. without a doubt. So in that case, you have heard what the person said and you probably understood what the person said, but you need clarification. So you need more details or more information because you say, well, I understand, but not completely. Okay, I need exactly. more, more details. Yeah. So could you clarify exactly what you mean by that? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I have an idea. I think I know what you mean, yeah. but I, I, I need you to clarify just in case because maybe yeah. I've misunderstood. Yes, exactly. And and that is kind of also gives a slightly different impression because it kind of means that you, you, you're not in a situation where you haven't understood anything. No. It's just that you just need a few more details. And often mm. the person will then give you all the details again anyway, okay. which is that's quite nice. So you're kind of like yeah. really a, a good strategy to use because you're not kind of saying to the person, mm. oh, I don't, I really haven't yeah. understood anything at all there, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sounds more professional though. Yes, I, I understood what you said, but I just need, can you give me a bit more, a few more details No. Yeah. Just to clarify exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you haven't understood, but it's, it's a good way of covering yes. up that you didn't understand. That's Because they're, they're right. going to repeat, probably maybe try to say it in a different way or using different words that might help you. Yeah. To understand yeah. what they said. No? Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good strategy. So there you are. There are seven different alternatives mm-hmm. to, can you repeat that please? But we also wanted to cover a, a slightly different strategy to that as well, which is the idea of reformulation. Now reformulation is a really powerful technique. It doesn't matter whether you're using reformulation in your mother tongue or in your first foreign language and it doesn't really matter, but it is a powerful te- technique in any sort of situation. But in, imagine that you are in a, you want to you want to check understanding, right? You kind of a little bit like the last one that we were talking about, which is number mm. seven, where you want to clarify. Well, another really powerful approach is to reformulate what the person has actually said. So you have to kind of be listening very carefully. You have to have taken in all that information, and then mm-hmm. you can use something. If I understood correctly. So that's the type of expression you have to use. If I understood correctly, what you're trying to say is, or what you are saying, what you are saying is, et cetera, et cetera, right? So yeah, you or what you mean is, yeah, or what you mean is, yeah, exactly. Mm. So there are di- there are different alternatives there, but then you would go on to essentially reformulate what the person has just said in other in your own words, right? And so in that particular situation, they would be listening back to you, and they could obviously correct you if they feel that you haven't quite got the, the 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 real meaning of what they're trying to say right exactly yeah so they <clears throat> if they think you misunderstood they can re yeah say it again in a different way and say ah oh, okay i did understand no? yeah so you're yeah. looking yes you're trying to get clarification and so you rephrase the question back to them if you could all say if if i'm not mistaken yeah that's uh, nice yeah what yeah. i think what you meant or what you were trying to say is yeah and then reformulate it back to them and they'll say no actually that's not what i meant mm. or yes exactly that's what i meant yes yeah so, so reform- they'll confirm that you have understood or you haven't that's right so it's very powerful and it's also very nice for the person you're speaking to because you kind of actually are demonstrating that you are listening to them or ha- mm. are, have listened to them you're paying attention yeah you're paying attention it's kind of mm. like normally will make that person really feel you know good because mm. you kind of like are uh, they they notice that you've really understood what what they're what they're trying to what they were trying to say or that you that there's a slight mistake and then they will correct you so that's fine absolutely yeah. no problem or the <clears throat> to check that you haven't got the wrong end of the stick. Yes, and this to is introduce an, an expression. Yes, we absolutely, th- we, absolutely. We thought of before we started yeah, recording. Yeah, this this expression to get the wrong end of a stick is like is quite. I think it's quite common, isn't it? It's something that yeah, we use. Common. You yeah. know, there are some expressions in English which, uh, for example, is raining cats and dogs is a very sort of the type well, of expression no. that you get in English books all the time, right? But then actually, mm. when you get to the situation of you know a real situation in the UK nobody uses that particular expression sort of is raining cats and dogs right but there are expressions that you know native speakers use a lot and that one I think is is actually Definitely commonly one. used yeah. yeah yeah so I suppose the you know the image in your if you think of it the metaphor is you've got a stick and there's the right end of the stick the correct end and the wrong end of the stick hmm. which is the wrong end the incorrect so if you've got the wrong end of the stick you've misunderstood 
because you've got the end of the stick that is incorrect. Exactly. If you want to think of it that way, no. So we never, but we never say I got the right end of the stick. That doesn't exist. You've just, <laughs> yeah, you've just right. understood there isn't a problem. That's right. But if you that's misunderstood what someone tells you, you've got the wrong end of the stick, and it's yeah, it's a common expression. Yeah. But if yeah. you don't know it, and somebody says, "I think you've got the wrong end of the stick," you're thinking. The wrong end of the stick? What does what stick? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, absolutely. And just before we started recording, we also started talking about the fact that stick is also something that can be quite confusing. Obviously, stick is palo in Spanish, but there is often quite a little bit of uh, different context where that can be. There can be some sort of confusion between stick and steak. Okay, so often mm. when I go with with Spanish speakers to a restaurant, they they might say, "Oh yes, I would like a stick," which is obviously a palo, right? <laughs> and but it happens quite frequently. I mean, it's not something that I I don't you know I, I don't hear very often. I I have heard that quite a lot. So oh, many that, times, yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. problem of pronunciation because it's such. Well, this is in many words in English. Yes, a absolutely. Very small difference in sound. You change the word completely, so it's very easy to you think you're saying one word, but in fact you're saying another one and people right. possibly can misunderstand you very get the wrong end of the stick yeah the wrong end of the stick uh, that's right yeah because yeah. stick obviously yes yeah, stick so it's the sound i stick and then a state steak yeah so in a restaurant you would ask for a steak not a stick so very that's similar right. but to a native speaker completely different word. that's right so you have to be careful with these pronunciation of many words in english that's right that's Absolutely. one example yeah. So there you go. That's, a, that's another uh, yeah important expression there. Where, yeah, to because get to the get the wrong end of the steak doesn't exist. So nobody will understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the wrong right. end of the steak. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know there was a right and a wrong end <laughs> to eating a steak. That's right. Exactly. So yeah. So for understanding and everything else, to get the wrong end of the stick. Okay. But mm. when you go to a restaurant, you have to ask for a steak. Okay, yeah. so it's like it might seem you don't to eat a stick. That would not be very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, very important. Good. Yeah. So I hope that that helps in terms of giving uh, a variety of alternatives to to that uh, particular expression. Can you repeat that, please? And what we wanted to do just uh, towards the end of this episode is to kind of little get a, give a little bit of listener feedback, right, as well, mm-hmm. Alistair. And uh, what happened recently was that there was one question related to the phrase that I use at the beginning of the episode which which is without further ado right mm-hmm. yeah somebody said they understood up to the end so they said without further what they said what does daniel say <laughs> at the end they couldn't right. catch they couldn't catch <laughs> the last word in that in that expression no which is yeah. an expression which means yeah. what does that mean when you say well without yeah further without ado? Yeah, yeah it's kind of without uh, any further delay right it's kind of let's get into it straight away right yeah, let's um, begin let's yeah. not waste more time talking about the in the introduction yeah. no? yes so that further right. ado yeah it's a slightly spray because i do i don't think we use it in any other no way no that i no. can think of not that Only i can in think that expression of. without without further ado let's begin let's start yeah. yeah in spanish i'm not sure exactly what you would no, say but we, uh, we'd have to look that one up we'd yeah, have to we'd look have it to, up i suppose yeah. yeah people the listeners will know probably well tell yeah. us send us tell us yeah say. absolutely they should, what would they be the spanish to... equivalent for yeah. without further ado yeah is is one of those expressions that is kind of really related to mm. kind of a show or some mm. sort of yeah I, I mean some sort of experience right or something that was gonna gonna happen and you don't kind of want to delay any further so but it would often be used the host would use that particular expression yeah, yeah. nobody sort of else sin or something but I don't know exactly what the yeah. phrase would be in Spanish no? yeah 
Yeah, it's yeah. typical in TV presenters, no? Or they, they start introducing and then they want to get on with the show. Yeah. So, okay, without further ado, let's have our first guest, Mr. Yes. Whoever they're going to interview. No? So yeah. it's like, I've said enough in the introduction and now we need to get going to begin yeah. the actual content of the show. No? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Great. Okay, perfect. So I think that uh, that's it for this particular episode. Let's just do mm-hmm. a quick summary of uh, what we were uh, talking about today. So yeah, essentially the whole idea of trying to avoid, if you can, that particular expression in uh, meetings where you say, can you repeat that, please? Obviously, you want to check understanding. You want to make sure that you are really full grasp, let's say, of what you're the person uh, you're speaking to to what they're exactly trying to say, right? But at the same time, you don't want to use that expression again and again and again. So today what we were doing was essentially coming up with seven alternatives to that particular yeah. to that particular Which expression. Which I think are very useful and very typical, very common expressions people yeah. use. Yeah. And if you can try to put them into use because that's the only real way that you'll try you'll get it sort of as yeah. natural as possible because you know, otherwise, it's you will always probably go to the safest one, which is, can you repeat that, please? But if you can start to use them one by one, uh, then yeah, not uh, all of them, but maybe no. one or two, you feel maybe the shorter ones you feel confident with. Try yeah. to start using them in in meetings and sit business situations, and then by using them, repeating them, you'll get used to them and find them easy. They'll come naturally to you with time. That's right. That's right. Absolutely correct. And the probably the as you say, the best strategy is to choose maybe your favorite, maybe mm, your you like uh, one one or two favorites, right? Um, and start to use those. You can you can extend it later on. You yeah, can little you, by little. Yeah, little mm. by little. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but you know, don't don't try to go for all seven of them at the first. <laughs> no. You know, that would be that would be too much. But uh, you know, because mm. they have to be quickly accessible because you they have to come to you naturally without. A well, doubt, right? yeah, yeah, quickly in in that moment. Yeah, you've got to be able to recall them and use them, you know, quite spontaneously and quickly. Absolutely. So you don't, yeah, try to use too many or too complicated. Yeah. So choose one or two, one you like or you find easy to remember, and try to start introducing it into your into your language in your vocabulary. So always good to expand your vocabulary and try to use new words and phrases. And the more you use them, the more likely you are to remember them, and they'll start coming to your mind quickly in the moment that you need them. No? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the strategy you want to uh, use. As we doubt. spoke about in a previous episode. Yes. Remember? Yes, absolutely. And I think yeah. whatever it was, if you use a new word, was it seven times or something they say, psychologists? Or, yeah. Then you'll transfer it from the, was it the conscious mind to the subconscious memory? That was exactly. It. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's and a you, similar kind of exercise. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much, Alistair. It's been great to, to discuss this with you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, as always. And yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll see you again next week. Okay. Okay. All Cheers, right. Bye. All right. See you then. Bye bye.